Hi there, Losties, and welcome to another edition of Rethinking Lost, episode 23, I believe. But I do say 22 in the introduction, which you're just about to hear. That's because we decided to swap a couple of episodes around, so... Anyway, um, this week we are joined by Ross from Creeping with Armstrong fame. Uh, he's here to discuss the Lost in 815 videos. And we're going to go through the uh, seasons 1 to 3 and the seasons 1 to 5 films. Compare, contrast and see what we can gather up. Okay, hope you enjoy. Uh, if you've got any feedback or theories for season 6, then let us know at rethinkinglost at gmail.com. And we hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Rethinking Lost, episode 22, I believe. Yep, season 6, spoiler free, as always. Yes, we're not one of these tweeters that send lots of tweets out and ruin it for everyone. Look at that, you made tweeter into like an insult. We're not one of these tweeters, because like, <laughs> we're not one of those wankers. It was like the same same tone of voice and everything. Yeah, you damn tweeters. I'm, I'm avoiding <laughs> all that anyway, so... Um, you turn 65 immediately. Just a cranky old man now. You damn tweeters. I've been like that for the last five years. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, welcome. <laughs> I'm I'm Ultimate Menace. I'm in England. And today I am joined by Scott Copperman, my normal co-host. Hello, hello. And our wonderful guest. He's a bit like Mikel, who keeps coming back from the dead. It's Ross from the Creeping with Armstrong podcast. Or is it? Or am I Smokey pretending to be Ross? Ooh. That's right. We don't know if you're the real Ross. Uh, you can't. T- there's no way of telling. No. Anna Ooh. from Indiana will show up at the end of the show with a box, and inside <laughs> will be Ross. Ross's uh, microphone. <gasps> it couldn't have been the real Ross. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is everyone anyway? Fine, thank Very you. Good. Jolly good. Nice are, we, are we all looking forward to season six? That's, it's around about a month away now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, I was just saying we're going to be we're going to be playing a uh, a video which has come out recently, and um, I watched that today, and it just reminded me how good the show is. And I, it's one of those things I can't share with everyone I work with how excited I am. You, you start sort of bouncing up and down in your in your chair in, in the in the studio and, and thinking, but none of these people understand. I'm going to tell them anyway and just go up and explain to them yet again why Lost is the best program on TV. Yeah. And just, it's a different kind of fandom, like, you know, Star Trek fans, your Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever you want to refer to them as, but there's, it's a different sense of camaraderie that, you know, Star Wars fans, you know, clone trooper armor, and uh, look at that, I call them clone troopers instead of stormtroopers. Oh, God, oh, I've been brainwashed. Well, you know what I mean. They, you know, there's like an inner circle and, and the wink and a nod, and, and you can... Even the old, uh, when I was younger, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, there was, it was like a, a click within the public. You could have your little secret arms, arm, secret handshakes and acknowledgements, but Lost is a little different. You're either like a Lost fan or you're not, and the people who aren't just don't want to hear about it. No. Well, I'm not surprised when you try and explain to them over 100 hours of plots and twists and stuff yeah. and why it's actually good. Yeah, that, well, that's why this 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 clip we're going to show in a minute is actually might be something, if you can get them to sit and watch like eight minutes or something, it has a... Uh, 
it might be a little in for them. But then again, yeah. you know, they didn't have all the waiting and the and the theorizing and stuff in the in the gaps between all all. So they're not, they're not going to understand. Yeah, that's a good thing about it, though, isn't it? You, mm. we've had you know nearly maybe five, nearly six years of this, mm-hmm. and we we've had loads of theories flowing in, flowing out. We remember all the rubbish ones that have been and gone. We remember all the good ones that are still hanging around, and remember that feeling when it was you know season two, and you're just wondering what is all the hatch about. Yeah, you know, they they won't get that from this clip, I'd imagine. No. Well, that that's pretty much. Again, what our show is about, Rethinking Lost was intended to go back and look at old analysis during the hiatus and, and kind of take a fresh look at it and think about what people used to think and what they think now. So as Ross said, this past, earlier this month, or right around the holidays, ABC released a new version of their Lost in 815 recap, where the woman speaks real fast and she goes through and and uh, makes little snarky comments about different things that have happened and gives you supposedly what you need to know. The original version of this came out at the end of season three or before season four, also eight minutes, 15 seconds long, um, recapping what was significant through that point. So what we thought we would do is we're going to play the audio first of the original uh, pre-season four version. Uh, We'll all listen to that together. Then we'll go right into the more recent one. And uh, there were definitely some differences, some significant differences, things left out, things added in, some subtle changes, changes in the way things are phrased and described. And then we'll uh, come back and, and talk about what that suggests, both in terms of what ABC wants us to be remembering and keeping in mind for season six, and also you know, how that affects what, what each of us thinks might be coming up and what matters and, and what, what doesn't. Okay. Roll the VT. Here's everything you need to know about Lost in 8 minutes, 15 seconds. Oceanic 815 leaves Sydney for Los Angeles and crashes on an island in the South Pacific, a very mysterious island. There are 48 survivors, but some die later on. Jack is a doctor. He has a compulsive urge to fix things. Kate's on the run from the law for killing her dad. Sawyer is a con man. Locke is a cripple, but after the crash, he can walk. Hurley won millions in the lottery, but thinks it's a curse. Charlie is a heroin addict and a musician in a one-hit wonder band. He has the hots for Claire, the cute pregnant girl. Saeed was in the Republican Guard and tortured people. Then there's Sun and Jin from Korea. They have marital issues. Michael and his son, Walt, are just getting to know each other. Walt is kind of special. After the crash, Jack helps everyone out. He becomes the de facto leader. Jack meets Kate. Kate stitches up Jack. They bond. On the first night, there's a monster in the jungle. There's other weird stuff, too, like polar bears. Terrific. Jack, Kate, and Charlie look for the cockpit. Kate learns Charlie was in the band Drive Shaft. You all, everybody! They find the cockpit. They find the transceiver in the cockpit. But a monster comes and eats the pilot. They get a signal on the transceiver. It's a French woman speaking French. The message has been repeating on a loop for 16 years. Charlie asks, Where are we? Locke kills wild boar, loves life on the island. Jin catches sea urchins. Claire's baby starts to kick. Jack starts seeing his dead father and it almost drives him crazy. Locke sees the monster. Sawyer hoards medical supplies. Shannon has asthma. Saeed tortures Sawyer for an inhaler. Sawyer just wants a kiss from Kate. What? They kiss. Saeed finds a wire on the beach. The wire leads to a trap. Saeed meets Rousseau, the French woman on the radio. Hurley conducts a census. He learns a guy named Ethan wasn't on the plane. Ethan kidnaps Claire. Charlie kills Ethan. Ethan was one of the others. The others are the island's original inhabitants. They live in nice houses, have lots of food, hold book club meetings, and don't want to be bothered. They also can't have children. Women get pregnant and die. Locke finds a hatch in the ground. Locke tries many ways to open the hatch. Locke and Boone find a plane. Boone climbs up, it falls, Boone dies. 
Claire has her baby. She names him Aaron. Ah, the circle of life. Michael builds a raft. His son Walt burns it. Michael builds another raft. Michael sets sail with Sawyer, Jin, and Walt. The others come and take Walt. Help me, Dad! They blow up the raft. Lock blows open the hatch. There's a man down there. His name is Desmond. You. Desmond was in a sailing race and crashed his boat on the island. He pushes a button on a computer every 108 minutes, saving the world. Saving the world. The hatch is part of the Dharma Initiative, a scientific research project from the 1970s. They wanted to find out why the island is special. There's lots of food in the hatch. Desmond bolts and takes off on his boat. Locke starts pushing the button and thinks he's saving the world. Michael, Sawyer, and Jen wash ashore. They meet the survivors from the tail section of the plane, Anna Lucia, Libby, Bernard, and Mr. Echo. They make their way back to camp. Son and Jen are happy to see each other. Sawyer gets sick. Kate is worried. Jack gets jealous. Kate sees a horse from her past. She freaks out. Jack consoles her. They kiss. Kate freaks out again. Jack is confused. Son is pregnant, but Jen is sterile. What's up with that? Michael eye-chats with Walt. Michael runs off to look for Walt. Michael gets caught by the others. Saeed and Rousseau catch a man in a net. He calls himself Henry Gale. I'm from Minnesota! He says he crashed in a hot air balloon. They think he's an other, so Saeed tortures him. They lock Henry up. Henry plays mind games with Locke. Henry draws a map to his balloon to prove he's telling the truth. But when they find the balloon, they also find the real Henry Gale from Minnesota. So they know Henry is another. Henry tells Locke the button is a joke. Locke loses faith. The others tell Michael that if he can free Henry and bring back Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley, they'll give him Walt. Michael sets Henry free but makes it look like he was attacked. Meanwhile, the survivors see a boat coming to shore. It's Desmond. He's drunk. Locke tells Desmond the button is a joke and they're going to see what happens when they don't push it. Michael, Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley set out to find Walt. Saeed, Son, and Jin follow them with Desmond's boat. They see a statue with four toes. Very strange. Saeed makes it to the others' camp, but it's empty. Michael and the gang are ambushed by the others and taken to a dock. Henry gets off a boat. Hurley is told to go back to camp. Feels rejected. Henry takes Jack, Kate, and Sawyer prisoner and gives Michael and Walt the boat to leave the island. Who are you people? We're the good guys, Michael. Meanwhile, Locke and Desmond don't push the button in the hatch. The sky turns purple and the hatch is obliterated. The force from the explosion makes the island visible to the outside world for a moment. Two scientists in a snow hut someplace see a blip on their radar. They call Penny Whitmore, Desmond's girlfriend, and tell her they found it. Hurley finds Desmond running naked in the jungle. The hatch blew his clothes off, and now he can see the future. Jack, Kate, and Sawyer are taken to an abandoned Dharma station where they did experiments on polar bears. Kate and Sawyer are put in bear cages. Jack is kept inside and is greeted by Henry, who tells Jack his real name is Ben. Jack meets an other named Juliet. Juliet brings Jack cheeseburgers. No ketchup? Juliet is a fertility specialist recruited by the others to find out why all the pregnant women on the island are dying. A while back, Juliet told Ben he has cancer and needs surgery. Then Oceanic 815 crashed. Ben learned there was a doctor on board, and now he wants Jack to fix him. Ben tells Jack he can go home if he does the surgery. Jack doesn't trust Ben and tells him to forget it. Kate tells Jack if he doesn't help Ben... They're gonna kill Sawyer! Kate and Sawyer think they're going to die, so they have sex. Jack sees Kate and Sawyer on an old TV. Jack says he'll do the surgery. Jack cuts Ben's kidney and says Ben will die if Kate and Sawyer don't go free. Jack tells Kate to never come back for him. Kate, damn it, run! Kate and Sawyer go free. Jack and Juliet grow closer. Ben tells them they can go home. Kate, Locke, and Saeed come back for Jack. They see Jack play football with Mr. Friendly. Mr. Friendly throws like a girl. Kate gets caught by the others. Jack tells Kate he's going home. Locke blows up the submarine that was Jack's ride. Jack is mad. Hurley finds an old Dharma van full of beer and a skeleton. The skeleton is Ben's dad. Ben killed him and everyone else in the Dharma Initiative. Then he became the leader of the others. Hurley gets the van started and takes a joyride with Charlie. Son of a bitch. Jack, Kate, and Juliet come back to camp. Locke says he's going to hang with the others for a while. They all think he's special. The survivors don't trust Juliet. They think she's another. Jack says leave her alone. Desmond has a vision a woman parachutes on the island. Then a woman parachutes on the island. 
Her name is Naomi. She has a picture of Penny and Desmond and a phone. Mom? Naomi says she was sent by Penny, and there's a rescue freighter 80 miles away. Naomi tells Hurley there were no survivors of Oceanic 815. What? Juliet tells Sun that Jin is the father of her baby. Sun is happy. It's Jin's. Ben is threatened by Locke. He takes Locke to see a guy named Jacob. Jacob lives in a creepy cabin surrounded by white ash. Ben talks to Jacob, but Locke can't see him. Locke hears Jacob say, Help me. And all hell breaks loose. Now, Ben is really threatened by Locke. He takes him to a hole where all the remains of the Dharma people are. Ben shoots Locke and leaves him for dead. Juliet tells everyone the others are coming to take the pregnant women. Saeed tries to get a signal with Naomi's phone to call the freighter for help. But Ben is blocking all the signals to and from the island in an underwater station called the Looking Glass. It's connected to the wire Saeed found on the beach. Desmond has another vision of Charlie. In it, he flips a switch and drowns, but everyone else gets rescued. Charlie knows he's going to die, so he says goodbye to Claire. Don't worry about me. Very sad. Hurley wants to help Charlie, but he's too big. Sound cool, man. Charlie dives underwater and swims to the Looking Glass to flip the switch. The others come for pregnant women. The survivors ambush the others. Most of the others get blown up, but Saeed, Jen, and Bernard get caught. Jack thinks Ben had them killed. Jack beats Ben to a pulp. Sawyer and Juliet try to help, but Hurley saves the day by running over the others with the Dharma van. Jack leads everyone to the radio tower to make the call for help. Charlie flips the switch. Charlie talks to Penny on another old TV. She's never heard of Naomi. One of the others, Patchy, blows up the looking glass. Water rushes in. Charlie writes in his hand, not Penny's boat. Charlie drowns. Very sad. Locke is ready to end it all in the Dharma grave. Walt appears. He tells Locke he's got work to do. Up by the radio tower, Naomi calls the freighter, but falls over with a knife in her back. Locke threw the knife. Jack is mad. Locke doesn't want to leave the island. Jack and Locke have a standoff. Jack calls the freighter anyway. The freighter says they will be there soon. Everyone is happy. Flash forward to an unspecified time in the future. Jack is a broken man living in L.A. Jack has a beard. He's a drunk and addicted to pills. Jack calls Kate on his cool new phone. They meet out by the airport. Jack tells Kate, We have to go back! So there you have it. Some will leave, some will not. Find out who in 2008. Did they miss anything out of the uh, the official recap uh, seasons 1 to 3, do you think? Probably about 70 hours, 60 hours <laughs> of stuff, I think. But apart from that, I think they covered it pretty much. I was surprised how much um, they uh, gave to actually episode one. I think probably the f first sort of three minutes or so. If you think like dividing it all up for like the whole, was it three seasons, four seasons? Uh, three seasons, yeah. Three seasons. They, they, it just shows how much was in the in the pilot that, that they um, they uh, dedicated so much of this recap to the events in the pilot. I thought that was um, quite interesting. I thought it was very, very much oriented about characters and relationships who liked this person, who did this, who responded. It was all about people more than events for the most part. Um, yeah. In fact, the whole first... I was just kind of writing notes as we went through here. The whole first uh, two minutes, or a minute and 40 seconds, were just about describing who each of the characters were. Yeah, This is Walt. He's a single... Uh, this is Walt. He's a boy. This is Michael. This is his father. This is Jack. He's a doctor. He's a daddy issues. Yeah. Then they talk about Ethan, who... I, you know, I have a feeling we're going to find him not emphasized as much in the next, the newer version. No. Dharma hardly got anything. Well, the hatch hardly got anything, I thought. They didn't even Ooh. mention the hatch, um, where I wrote down here, where they blew open the hatch. Uh, the hatch is mentioned at a minute 50. Desmond's mentioned at 210. Dharma got about 10 seconds of mention of who they were. Mm. The key line that I know is going to be in the next one that I... I feels real important is the 
when Ben says to Michael, we're the good guys, Michael, it's singled out here in this episode, in this recap, and I know it's a big part of the next one as well. So I wonder if that's something that ABC is definitely trying to send the message that the mm. others have been misunderstood. And they've been the good guys all along. Well, I always wonder, when you see after the surgery and Jack's with the others and Kate and uh, Sawyer are supposed to be leaving them alone, Jack lives happily with the others. He's not a prisoner. That everybody's getting he's playing football with Mr. Friendly. They're all having they're all friends. They're gonna let Jack and Juliet go. And and I almost wonder like what if? What if they had let that go? But wasn't Jack just doing biding his time because he wanted to be able to go back in order to come back and save everyone? I think he was just trying not to sort of uh you know, cause any waves or anything so that they actually uh went through with their promise. I, I, I don't think he was um, particularly, like, you know, won over by them. It was just a case of, like, if I uh, if I just bide my time, there's a chance I can rescue everyone by going back and getting help. I don't know. I, I don't remember well, him uh, trying to bide his time. I, I know he didn't want anyone to come back for him, did he? Uh, it was... Who came back to rescue him? It was uh, Kate. Kate insisted, yeah. Kate insisted, didn't she? Did right. Locke come with them as well? And that's Locking when he got was... round to uh, actually blowing up the sub. Right. I mean, he did it for his own reasons, I think. Yeah. He, was, he didn't really care about Jack. He... Well, he seemed to want to keep everyone on the island. He he was under the impression that no one is to leave the island. Ben's abusing his position as leader and coming back and forth from the island. And I think he just wanted to put a stop to that there and then. But, but yeah. I think that all along, Jack wasn't um, just thinking of himself. He wasn't just thinking, oh, if I, if I do this, I'm going to be a... Uh saved he definitely was doing it for the greater good of everyone it's always been a case of a you know I, I need to save everyone it's not okay yeah yeah jack jack's plan when he went back was to go and tell everyone about the island and and have a rescue mm. yeah but if you think about it, like walt walt seems happy off island i mean he misses the people who feels a little bad about it but his he's not suffering like the oceanic six michael was suffering but it, that was all guilt I mean, they, you couldn't really tell at first, but we've since kind of come to see that Michael felt bad for how he got off the island and what he did to Libby and, and all that. Might I wonder if Jack had been able to leave the island, would he become the pain-addicted, you know, depressed person we saw before? I think if he if he uh, found that he couldn't get back or no one believed him or, you know, and, and he knew that there was all these people there that he had he had the opportunity to possibly save and, and um, he blew it. I think he probably would have gone that way. Yeah, that's true. Well, when he, uh, if he had left the island on the sub with Juliet, then I think that would have been the end of it. He would have been, no, wash my hands of it. I've been told not to say anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't turn to pills and get depressed trying to get back to the island. The other way, he actually, the way he did lose, he had to tell a lie as soon as he got picked up to protect everyone else on the island. Because he knew as soon as someone finds out the coordinates of the island, they're going to send mercenaries there and mow everyone down. You don't think he would have been visited by dreams and stuff the way like Kate has been? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not. I think he would have just carried on. I think he he seems stubborn enough just to. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, I'm back in L.A. or wherever it is, and all the other people are on the island. Oh well, never mind. Oh, I, I really disagree. I, I think I that's too. really not Jack's character. Um, I think he would, or, or 
I, th- I think his character is that doesn't matter if, even if he does his best, he's always going to beat himself up. Like he could uh, could have done more. I think that's his sort of character flaw because he's always been sort of being pushed to um, strive for perfection, trying to fix things. Yes. I would say one other line in the video too that uh, I think the significance has changed. You remember when this came out, we had only seen that little snippet of of them in the future. No one knew when it was. What they were back on land. Was it in the past? Was it in the future? And you heard uh, the woman say, "Jack called Kate on his cool new phone." Do you remember all the speculation? Like no one had ever seen a phone like that before. It was Naomi's <laughs> phone was kind of like an iPhone? But not quite. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of people wondered, were they in the future now? Was it an alternate reality? Was it what I I think actually for them to be, I guess it was 2007 was where it ended up being they went. It was almost a little, not disappointing, but for all the speculation, it turned out to be just pretty ordinary. They're just in the But it was still, it it was still three years after um, they actually uh, left the island. There wasn't, it, it, it was, I think... I think uh, there was a significance that it was a little bit f- further in the future, but I think fans took it to be more than it actually than it actually was. Yeah, you know what's what's kind of weird too, and we've talked a little bit in some other episodes about um, this notion of time travel and stuff. A lot of people tend to think about the coming and going to the island, that being when you go through time, in one one way or another, like when the Ajir Airlines came into there some people went in the past some were in the present and such but while the losties were on the island um time moved at a different rate because the red sox won the world series three years of stuff happened seemingly while they were on the island it's not a matter of it was 108 days later in both places but when they left the island they left three years in the present i think do you think that was something they just made because to cut uh, for the conceit of um, because like Walt was getting older and stuff? It was like, oh, how are we going to deal with this? You know, or wouldn't it be cool if like the island travels at a different time speed and then we can sort of uh, allow for you know the real world be carrying on at normal time, whereas um, you know the events of the island are just going on in sort of lost TV making time. I, 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 I think it, it. I don't think it's got any more significance than that. It's just a case of um, they put it, they have got this mysterious uh, magic island, and we go, hey, we, why don't we use the start advantage to have a cool little um, plot point? Yeah, I can see that. I think time travel could have been a part of it all along. That's going back to the fifties and such, but it didn't necessarily have to be this three-year jump. This may have been something that more just fit the changes in the characters while mm-hmm. growing up and someone's hair changing a little and such, but. Uh, just jumping back ever so briefly to the um, We're the Good Guys, Michael line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say that it's in both of these clips. Um, yeah, we're going to see that again. Yeah. I well, You you say that it, it might be ABC... Well, it might be that the writers actually pointing towards... You know, they are actually the good guys. We've said it from the end of season two. And you should have really believed us uh, from that point on. But why didn't they? Surely, well, in the uh, the the reclip uh, on the uh, season one to three, they should have dropped um, oh, More Dharma. Uh, well, Dharma into there a little bit heavier, I would have thought. And surely, in the seasons one to five, they should drop Dharma in there a lot more because that means 
Dharma were the bad guys. They're, they're the ones that actually abused the island to take all of its properties from there, like the electromagnetic testing and so forth like that, the, you know, the, the time travel abilities. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the overall, they're not necessarily the overall villains, but kind of in the way, um, say you, you own your home, you have a group that opposes you being able to put a pool in your backyard because they're they're on behalf of the environment, and then you have the guy who wants to build a factory right next to you, who's a different kind of threat. <laughs> right. So you, you know, the industrialists, environmentalists might be butting heads, and each of them is an opponent of yours in the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a different way. So like, you have issues with both, plus they have their own conflict. So it may be something like that, kind of on the island that. Dharma has an agenda. The others have an agenda, each of which is contrary to what uh, lost the losties would want. Right. I just something we used to talk about the others. Then I, I always thought that if if you the only others that actually do anything were like the um, Ben, uh, Juliet, uh, Albert, and Ethan. All the others, all they seem to do is like, hang around, like cooking and. Uh, and, and sort of like following people around, they they never seem to be, you know, actively doing anything at all. They just just hide, wander around in the bushes, or go out camping and stuff. It just seems uh, that they're a little bit strange in that respect that they don't have any kind of uh, I don't know characters. They're just like red shirts, basically, aren't they? Or brown shirts in their case. Well, we had a couple. We had Miss Clue who was uh, talking to Michael. Uh, we also had uh, Mikhail. Mikhail. The guy who uh, beat up Sawyer when he was in the bear cages. But would you say all of those are pe- uh, people who have been brought to the island? You know, ha- which are, are any of those actually original other others? If you see what I mean, the, the um, hostiles. Well, I don't know. I don't think we've we haven't got any major hostile um, characters apart from I suppose Widmore. If you if you count him as a. I think I picture it kind of the way. Um... Like one of the ships in the the more recent Star Trek TV shows or Battlestar Galactica, how there's it's kind of like a cruise ship, but also with a military crew to it. So there's there's your captain, there's your scientists and such, and then there's normal people within the community. Also, the, the spouses, the kids, the politicians within. So I, I think they're, they're you know, very easily led, though, aren't they? But they're very yeah. easily led. They just seem to be very sort of droneish. Well, it seems to me you had your your hostiles, you had your Widmore group that were on the island for a long time, and then Widmore got banished. Ben took over, and then you had the purge, and then from that point on, they seemed to they had all the equipment in their hands, didn't they? They had all the medical equipment, and they could, you know, spread out a little bit and you know, feel feel the touch of the island. I don't know if that makes sense. So you think this was Ben now trying to make? his happy home life he never got to have kind of little Dharmaville and we have our book club and the way yeah. life should have been for him growing up yeah they were living in tents before weren't they mm-hmm. and they didn't have any of that equipment at all uh, on but hand they, they, they got all that off of the uh, the army who got there with the bomb didn't they so what were they doing before that mm, that's true were they just like living in the woods or did they live in the temple I'm not too sure well, should we check out uh, seasons one through five and see which of these issues is even still on the table? Yeah, okay. No worries. All right. Let's go for it.
Here's everything you need to know about Lost in 8 minutes, 15 seconds. Oceanic 815 leaves Sydney for Los Angeles and crashes on an island in the South Pacific, a very mysterious island. There are 48 survivors, but some die later on. Jack is a doctor. He has a compulsive urge to fix things. Kate's on the run from the law for killing her dad. Sawyer is a con man. Locke is in a wheelchair, but after the crash, he can walk. Charlie is a musician in a one-hit wonder band. He has the hots for Claire. Peanut butter? The cute pregnant girl. Saeed was in the Republican Guard and tortured people. Son and Jen are from Korea. They have marital issues. Michael and his son, Walt, are just getting to know each other. Hurley won millions in the lottery, but thinks it's a curse. Dude. After the crash, Jack helps everyone out. He becomes the de facto leader. Jack meets Kate. Kate stitches up Jack. They bond. On the first night, there's a monster in the jungle. There's other weird stuff, too. It's a polar bear. Jack, Kate, and Charlie find the transceiver in the cockpit, but a monster comes and eats the pilot. They get a signal on the transceiver. It's a French woman. Speaking French. Charlie asks. Where are we? Locke kills wild boar, loves life on the island. Jin catches sea urchins. Claire's baby starts to kick. Sawyer hoards meds to get a kiss from Kate. What? They kiss. Locke finds a hatch in the ground. Locke tries many ways to open the hatch. Locke and Boone find a plane. Boone climbs up, it falls, Boone dies. Claire has her baby. She names him Aaron. Ah, the circle of life. Michael builds a raft. The others come and take what? They blow up the raft. The others are the island's original inhabitants. Locke blows open the hatch. There's a man down there. His name is Desmond. And he's been pushing a button to save the world. Saving the world. Desmond bolts and Locke starts pushing the button. Sawyer gets sick. Kate is worried. Jack gets jealous. Kate freaks out. Jack consoles her. They kiss. Kate freaks out again. Jack is confused. Son is pregnant, but Jen is sterile. What's up with that? Michael I chats with Walt, gets caught by the others. Another named Henry Gale gets caught in a net. Michael sets Henry free and betrays his friends. He gets a boat to leave the island with Walt. We're the good guys, Michael. Meanwhile, the survivors see a boat. It's Desmond. He's drunk. Locke and Desmond don't push the button in the hatch. You killed us all? The sky turns purple and the hatch is obliterated. Hurley finds Desmond running naked in the jungle. Whoa. The hatch blew his clothes off and now he can see the future. Jack, Kate, and Sawyer are held prisoner by the others. Jack is greeted by Henry, whose real name is Ben. Benjamin Linus. Jack meets an other named Juliet. They bond. Cheeseburgers? Ben has a tumor and he wants Jack to take it out. Kate and Sawyer think they're going to die, so they have sex. Jack sees Kate and Sawyer on an old TV and says he'll do the surgery. Jack does a trick and says Ben will die if Kate and Sawyer don't go free. Kate, damn it, run! Kate, Locke, and Saeed come back for Jack. They see Jack play football with Mr. Friendly. Mr. Friendly throws like a girl. Locke blows up a submarine, hangs with the others. They all think he's special. Juliet and Jack grow closer and head back to the survivor's camp. Locke wants to meet Jacob. Jacob lives in a creepy cabin, surrounded by white ash. Nobody's ever seen Jacob, but Locke hears him say, Help me. So Ben shoots Locke and leaves him for dead. A woman named Naomi parachutes on the island. She says Desmond's girlfriend Penny sent her to find him. She came from a freighter 80 miles away and has a phone. Mom? Desmond has a vision that Charlie flips a switch and drowns to save his friends. Charlie knows he's going to die, so he says goodbye to Claire. Don't worry about me. Very sad. Juliet tells everyone the others are coming to take the pregnant women, so the survivors blow up the others. But Saeed, Jen, and Bernard get caught. Hurley saves the day by running over the others with the Dharma van. Jack leads everyone to the radio tower to make the call for help. Charlie flips a switch. Charlie talks to Penny. Turns out the freighter is not Penny's boat. Patchy blows up the station, and Charlie drowns. Very sad. Locke is going to kill himself, but Walt appears. Now get up, John. Whoa. Naomi calls the freighter, but falls over with a knife in her back. Locke threw the knife. Jack is mad. John! Jack and Locke have a standoff. Jack calls the freighter anyway. The freighter says they will be there soon. Everyone is happy. They think they're finally rescued. But Jack and Locke disagree. The survivors split into two camps. Some go with Locke, some go with Jack. Four people from the freighter arrive on the island. They have a chopper. Jack and his gang believe it's the ticket off the island, but the freighter people came to find Ben. Saeed and Kate head to Locke's camp. Sawyer wants Kate to stay and play house. Kate stays, and everyone goes Norman Rockwell. Coffee smells good. Locke keeps Ben in the basement. Kate and Sawyer have a fight. Kate goes back to the beach. Saeed and Desmond head to the freighter. Des has side effects. Then he calls Penny and all is well. I love you, Penny. Gotta love Des. Back on the island, Claire goes missing. Dad? Ben tells Locke the freighter is Charles Woodmore's boat. Widmore is Penny's father. Charles Widmore wants to exploit this island. Ben rallies Richard Alpert and the others, and Widmore's men are defeated. 
Ben gives the island to Locke because he's the new leader of the others. Welcome home. Locke gets his marching orders. He wants us to move the island. And the survivors head to the freighter, but the chopper's leaking fuel. Get every ounce of extra weight off this chopper now! So Sawyer plays hero. Nice day for a swim. And finds Juliet drunk on the beach. The chopper makes it to the freighter, but Des is freaked. Get away, there's a bomb! Did he see bomb? So they bug out, and Jin is left behind. They head back to the island, just as Ben turns a big donkey wheel. The sky turns white and the island disappears. It's gone. No way. They get picked up in the middle of the ocean. There's a boat. This time it is Penny's boat, and Desmond is reunited with his girlfriend. Jack, Kate, Aaron, Saeed, Hurley, and Son make it back to the mainland and are met by a media frenzy. They become known as... The Oceanic Six. And they decide to lie to protect the friends they left behind. It happened really fast. Jack and Kate give it a go. Of course I will, yes. But the lie takes its toll, and Jack becomes an addict. You can't do this. Kate pretends to be mummy to Claire's baby Aaron. Saeed is a hitman working for Ben. Son has her baby and is determined to avenge Jin's death. Hurley is a patient in a mental hospital and haunted by the lie. I think he wants us to come back. Meanwhile, their friends back on the island have joined up with the freighter people, and the island starts flashing through time. What? That's right, time travel. Good luck with that. They travel to the 1950s and they meet the others. What's it to you? The 50s others have a hydrogen bomb. Bury it and everything will be fine. They also find Jin. Jin. He's alive. Well, what do you say? Yay. But the time travel makes their noses bleed and they slowly start to die. So Locke turns the donkey wheel and sees Jack's dad. Say hello to my son. The time flashes stop. I think it's over. But Sawyer and his group are stuck in the 1970s with the Dharma Initiative. And Locke pops out three years in the future in the Tunisian desert and goes looking for his friends. Hello, Hugo. They're not happy to see him. I'm not going back. The answer is no. Please, listen. Locke finds Jack and tells him that the Oceanic Six must go back to the island. Jack freaks. It's over! Locke is a broken man and wants to hang himself. Ben helps out. I'll miss you, John. Jack grows a beard, starts flying again, hoping he'll crash. How about a newspaper instead? He reads an obituary and learns that Locke is dead. Jack is upset by this and tries to jump off a bridge. But Ben finds Jack. Hello, Jack. And tells him that Locke was right, and the Oceanic Six have to go back to the island to save their friends. We're gonna have to bring him, too. Creepy. Jack cleans up, and they meet a woman named Eloise Hawking. She has a cool Dharma station on the mainland. The lamppost. And she knows how to get the Oceanic Six back to the island. Ajira Airways, flight 316. So they go. Pretty crazy, huh? Over the Pacific, there's another white flash. And Jack, Kate, Hurley, and Saeed are transported back in time to... 1977. What? Back in the present, the Ajira plane lands safely on the island. Ben and Son are back. Son wants to find Jim. Do you know where he is? John Locke is no longer dead. You're alive. Huh. Locke has new confidence, orders Ben around. Better get to it then. He tells Richard Alpert. Take me to see Jacob. Jacob is the invisible guy in the creepy cabin. He's been the spiritual guru of the island for many moons, but he has a mysterious nemesis, the man in black. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? What a coincidence. Locke wants to find Jacob. So I can kill him. Locke gets Ben to do the dirty work. Then he kicks Jacob in the fire and Jacob burns. But out on the beach, the Ajira folks open up a box. It's Locke and he's still dead. So who is this other Locke? Good question. Everybody say, namaste. Namaste. Back in the 1970s, it's a different world. Sawyer and Juliet are an item. I love you. Hurley's a Dharma chef. Try the dipping sauces. They really bring out the ham. And Sawyer's head of security for the Dharma initiative. Evening, Enos. Jack is laid back now, and Kate's not a fan. I like the old you. Saeed meets the young version of Ben. I'm Ben. And he tries to kill him. But the others save his life. We're going to take care of you. Faraday arrives. Welcome to the meeting, Twitchy with an idea to change the future. I'm going to detonate a hydrogen bomb. He says that setting off the bomb will negate all the electromagnetic energy on the island. Interesting. So there will be no hatch, Desmond will never have to push the button, and Oceanic 815 will never crash. Kinda nice. Jack likes the idea. This is our destiny. Kate thinks he's crazy. Do you know who you sound like? Faraday gets killed. 
by his own mother. Why did you do that? So Jack drops the bomb down the big hole. All hell breaks loose, but there's no kaboom. Juliet gets sucked in the hole. Sawyer loves Juliet, so he tries to save her. Don't you leave me. I love you, James. Juliet falls, very sad. But deep inside the hole, Juliet finds the bomb, hits it with a rock. The screen goes to white instead of black. Cool. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, the things they changed. I mean, obviously, a lot more story to tell, but it... Uh... I was interested in what bits they kept in. Um, and we would like have a little sort of... Uh, uh, text chat whilst we was listening to it as well, and some of the things which you know were, were a real big deal, you know, hardly mentioned whatsoever. Uh, could I just say the things I thought sure. really interesting that they left in? Yeah, go uh, for it. Um, I've, for such a small, insignificant moment of uh, Jim catching sea urchin and giving it to Claire, and then her, her feeling the baby jump or the for the baby move for the first time, I think that is uh, quite telling that they mentioned that in both versions of this something i've heard people talk about before and it's a, a theory which i quite like the idea of is that possibly that um the baby actually died in the in the crash and uh it was the fact that uh claire in, ate or ingested a part of the island that aaron came back alive again or or something else possibly got into claire no um, I, I totally subscribe to that because I, I think we've actually mentioned that on this uh on one of our earlier shows about maybe um, it was you guys I heard it from originally then <laughs> could be yeah but, but yeah that's, that's interesting it got some emphasis that overall that I mentioned before that they going through the cast characters took them a, a minute and 30 seconds to get through everybody and then they talked about Ethan and another half a minute to get so about the two minute mark to get up to the hatch this time they flew through they got to the hatch pretty early yeah, um, they talked about the others taking Walt. They got about the others being the original inhabitants of the island. No mention of Ethan at all. No. And we we noticed um, that Widmore was hardly mentioned at all. He was mentioned once about halfway through, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the surveillance uh, footage. I think there was there. There was that part, and then when he meets up with Sun, there was the only other time we saw him in the thing yeah. where someone wants revenge on Ben. And mm-hmm. even that, at, as we were watching that for the first time, everyone wondered who Sun wanted revenge against. It was Jack. I, I thought she blamed Jack. Mm-hmm. Turned out she blamed Ben. But without that twist, I don't know if that's is that really as significant? Because right. I think, I would think now, you know, uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter that she wants revenge. That was just a tease there. And where's uh, ji Yep. She's not, she's not, or is it he or she? Little girl it's they had, right? Little girl, yeah. Yeah, little girl. What about Aaron? Was he, he, he didn't show up much in that uh, clip either, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. And they mentioned both times a, a phrase which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, the circle of life. Yes. Especially the, uh, the name of the show was originally going to be The Circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing of the circle of time. Circle of, I think it was quite telling that they used that phrase twice as well. Ah. But for him to be a major player... It's that's not a real big build-up to have you thinking about Aaron, and we did get to see a little bit more of of him, but you know, not so much him as being part of a family with Charlie and all. It was no mention no. of the drive shaft ring. We didn't see that get tucked in any, anywhere. No, and this whole the thing which everyone takes a huge um, significance about him being told not about the psychic and not being raised oh, yeah. by another and all that stuff. That's never been mentioned in any of these. Um, uh, that's a great point. Catch-ups. 
No. Was the smoke monster ever mentioned on either of them? It was in this one at the beginning, definitely, with a little more clarity. But okay. both times, the monster getting the pilot was shown. Yeah, but they oh, don't talk about yeah. the whole the judging and the you know Alex. Alex isn't mentioned, is she? No. And that, um, which is quite interesting in the whole thing. I about got a go- difference for you. When when uh, Locke's in the grave and he's going to kill himself in the first one, he they say he sees Walt and Walt tells him he has work to do. So I almost mentioned it when we were talking before that that kind of. Knowing what we knew now, could you say that, well, that might be the dark-shirted guy, not Walt for real, starting his plan in motion. But when we watch this one, Walt doesn't say, we've got work to do. He says, get up, John. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a subtle difference, but it's a difference. It's not not a mission anymore. It's a a directive. Uh, The part about Ben having cancer was handled a little bit differently. You know, or in the first version, we saw Julia told Ben he's sick. Ben finds out there's a doctor on the plane. That at this time, it's it's much quicker and to the point, and Ben's not portrayed as so weak. Right, okay. Overall, did you feel like it was a different style? I mentioned before that the first video was very much about relationships and who likes who and who's confused and who reacts how. Yeah, this time it was more like they went here, they went there. These people are here. These I think this it's happened, because this happened. Yeah. yeah, but the groups have been a lot more split up uh, in the last couple of seasons, haven't they? There's been people in different timelines, on island, off island stuff. So there was a lot of sort of like keeping track of where people are and whose side they're on and that kind of thing. Yeah, you've always had at least two packs of people, haven't you? In the first season, you had one big group of people mm-hmm. trying to find out where they are. In the last season that we've all uh, seen it was at least two maybe three groups wandering around this island interchanging yeah. with each other and, and also you saw things of like the others and we, we had like flashbacks of like from ben and all that sort of stuff so yeah the whole story's uh, grown to a, to a whole range of more different people isn't it so what are they trying to tell us with this one I'm, you know this is a a, a bona fide or abc uh, yes. uh video isn't it so what are they actually trying to portray towards us? You know, someone coming along. I know they're trying to get people psyched up for season six and people not actually seen it before. They're, they're trying to fill all the spaces in straight away, aren't they? Here's a couple, couple things that I think we can dismiss from this. People say Adam and Eve are Bernard and Rose. Uh, that's a popular theory. Mm. If that was the case, and this is everything you need to know, mm-hmm. then shouldn't we have seen... Bernard, Bernard and Rose, Rose. Yep. in the past, so there's an explanation for that. We didn't see them, so I got to think that that's not the direction it's going. Uh, Libby, Libby was the connection. You know, that's how Desmond got the boat, and she was uh, in Santa Rosa. And if she's a, a key player in Lost, if they're going to go that route with the connection, Hurley's in a mental hospital. Libby is there. Desmond gets a boat from Libby. Like, they could have really mixed that together in yeah. a way that, oh, look, there she is again. Oh, look, there she is again. Not a factor at all. No, uh, it isn't. Rousseau. Yep, Hardly sorry. any mention of Rousseau. I'm just thinking of people we aren't seeing, and, and therefore they must not be very significant. Well, yeah, the, the Rousseau bit, I think it was just mentioned at the very beginning about, you know, the French lady speaking French. And that yep. was around about it we got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we said Shannon wasn't mentioned. Boom was only mentioned because he died. So they're not, not that significant. Well, in the first version, 
they gave a lot of time to Jack beating up Ben. You know, Jack's leading the other. He's, he thinks everyone's been killed. We see Jack, the, as we mentioned in our other discussions, he, he wants to be the fixer. He can't believe that he's let his people get killed. He's so mad at Ben, and he just beats the crap out of Ben. That whole scene, that whole conflict wasn't there. And then the only conflict we really were asked to think about was the idea of Locke versus Jack. So I I think that's definitely the direction they want you to think now. Did they mention in this one that Kate saw the horse from her past again? No, not the second time. She just said um, she freaked out. I didn't see what she was freaking out about. I think I'm right in saying that. I think so too. So, I mean, there's a lot of things left out that I I don't know. This is not made by Damon and Carlton, but... If for these a lot of these theories to be true, that people are saying, then that should be part of the everything you need to know about Lost. Was um, Jack's dad mentioned at all in any of these? He was shown. He was shown in the second, more recent one, um, when Locke goes back in the past. Yeah, as he's uh, turning the donkey wheel. Yeah, right. and and it was mentioned that Jack saw his dad in the first one. Okay. Can yeah, we think no- of any other? Uh, qualities or characteristics that that seem to be missing that all the, um, all the uh the new people off of the jira flight uh and uh, what are the names of the guys who were carrying Locke's box it, that's great elana yeah if she's going to be a big player shouldn't they have introduced her the way that they introduced naomi well, have you seen the um the, the lost supper um picture which has gone up yes yeah i'm surprised to see her at the table I was thinking, who's that? She's on the far left, isn't she? And that, like, oh, I think that to me, that have you seen this picture, Alton? No, I haven't seen it. No, no. Uh, and actually, some people call that uh, consider that a spoiler. Some people are. Upset oh, do they? It, so. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. Okay, but uh, it's more, yeah, a, some, a promo shot, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's out there. It's it's a it's a picture of the cast of Lost seated in a in the Last Supper positions. But I don't know if that. I don't know if that really means anything about it, but I think it's it could even be like fan made. <laughs> no, <laughs> it I think it, look to it. It, it. It is official, I think, right. and um, a lot of people are trying to like work out like, you know the significance of different disciples and you know in the in the placings of the people and stuff. Well, I, I can't see how it can actually be a spoiler. Um, I know I haven't seen it, but some people don't like knowing because because of who is in the poster. Oh, there are other people. Like oh, it implies okay. so um, Alana. Not knowing anything other than the, what we've seen season one to five, we have every reason to think Alana will be part of season six. I know there's a theory of a reboot, which potentially could mean Alana's never on the island because Jira never crashes. Um, there are a variety of promotional photos and, and uh, casting news and stuff. So people out there probably know for sure whether Alana's going to be on the island or not, um, or a strong sense or not. But I would just say, based on what we've seen here, for her to have a, a significant role in season six, she should have been mentioned. Yeah, she should have been introduced, along with um, the other guy who was driving the the, the van and who uh, picked up M- Miles and stuff. That that whole sort of group who were doing the whole uh, what lies in the shadow of the, sta- the statue. They yeah. they weren't mentioned at all, were they? No, that, that well, they had the opportunity to actually show that they're burning Jacob's cabin as well. Hmm. Something else that that I was thinking when we watched the first version, um, 
And I'm just kind of waiting to see if they do anything here. Naomi lands on the island with a picture of Desmond and Penny. And at the time, we weren't really sure who was she there for. As the show goes on, we learn that she's there to get Ben. The fact that she has the picture of Desmond and Penny, and we know now that she was sent by Widmore, says Widmore knew all along Desmond was there. Sending, you know, that race around the world. Somehow he intended Desmond to get stuck there in my head. Mm-hmm. And that was part of his. I think he is, he believed that his team was going to encounter Desmond and they would want to recruit Desmond's help in getting Ben. But would you. Go on, sorry. I was going to say the whole um, the journal, uh, Faraday's journal, if, if uh, Widmore and um, Hawkins knew that that was. Uh, Daniel's uh, destiny to end up on the island because of this journal and all that sort of stuff. Um, maybe they also knew from the journal that Desmond was going to be on there because it, he has got written in that if all else goes wrong, Desmond David Hume would be my my constant. So maybe uh, this ho- uh, Widmore being horrible to um, Desmond and and manipulating all this stuff was like his side of uh, the whole making sure that events took their course the, the same way that um, uh, Hawking had to sort of sacrifice her son because she knew that he had to get it was like his destiny that she, he was going to come to the island so she would shoot him circle sort of thing maybe that Widmore knew that this it was his destiny to you know to lose his his own daughter by yeah. um, splitting up her and her true love and stuff because he just knew that this is the way things had to be yeah well he was going to lose his son as well remember um Mm-hmm. Is isn't uh, Faraday his uh, son as well? Yeah. So he knew all about that. He was there when he got shot, and he uh, paid for all his equipment and all his studies, didn't he? Yeah. So these two—they're quite tragic f- figures, aren't they? Um, Bridmore and um, and uh, I have such a problem with her name, Hawking. Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I I tend to think that uh, Widmore sent Desmond there to actually turn the key, so he could show the position of the island to give away the position of the island. Hmm. He knew he knew everything was uh, somehow he knew everything was going to take place anyway. He just yeah. want if he wanted to get back on the island, he would have gone round on on that uh, boat with Desmond. He would have been friends with him and said, "Right, we're going to sail this way. You're just going to accidentally land on an island." And he would have been back on that island with him, wouldn't he? I think that they just they are all part of this thing of like what happened happened, and we just what. It's a whole loop thing, and that we've got no choice of um, allowing, making things happen the way they do happen. Yeah, but that would that would go against this whole thing of Desmond being the the special person who's not go who's not part of this time loop, though, wouldn't it? That's true. Yeah, but Whitmore if... knows about the lamppost, so that that's kind of weird to me. Like he knows Hawking is at the lamppost, so he he knows he knows she's in the church, but I think he knows why she's there. He he knows. Or does What's he? The significance what, that place is, because he sends he, Desmond there. Does he? Uh, he wasn't he surprised when um, Desmond asked him for, uh, asked him about uh, Faraday's mother. Or was he acting? But he knew where she was. He said she's not going to be happy yeah. to see you, but she's there. And I, I think, at hmm. first, it felt like she's not going to be happy to see you because Desmond didn't belong. But I think she's not going to be happy to see you because now she knows. This we're two steps away from that. You know, this is one more step of putting that emotion. Now, yeah, I have to. You know, if the circle goes on, if I can get back to a second, what we talked about before with the people off island, Desmond's another one who got off the island, and 
and didn't suffer. And especially for everyone to say, oh, the island's not done with you, Desmond. You've got to go back. He's hard. He's happy. He's well, he living did suffer. Ben, ben shot him. Uh, but not not in the way Hurley and, and uh, Jack and Kate and... Well, he, was living in ex- he was living in exile, though, wasn't he? He was like constantly on the run. But I can see what would mean. Like he seemed to have like the perfect life, but then he started having these dreams, so he knew he had to go in a with yeah. Faraday, didn't he? Yeah. Well, so yeah I guess he couldn't thing. get away from it. It wasn't torturing him, but it was with him still. I'd like to uh, bring up a uh, a little point as well. Um, how much of Jacob was shown? I remember seeing him. He he wasn't even shown in the cabin on on the season one to five one, uh, it, the one where the uh, Ben and Locke go in there and have a, their crazy little fight. Um, no, he he was shown on the island with his nemesis, the you know the guy in the black shirt, but the, it didn't actually show. Oh, by the way, uh, Jacobs met all these people before. He's met Sawyer. He's met Jack. He's met Kate. It it didn't even hint about that at all. No, no, no that's true. And that's supposed to be significant because everyone's making out. I know he touched everyone, but everyone's like going potty about it. You know, oh, he touched him. He touched him. He's special. He didn't meet um, Juliet, so that's that's significant as well. And it wasn't even mentioned. Well, the only reason that might not be something you need to know is if they're going to show you that again anyway. Mm. So, like, if somewhere in episodes one or two or three. We're going to, again, see Jacob in the past interacting with these people. Then maybe you don't need to know that going mm. in. But I, I hear what you're saying. In the first one, in the one through three, they talked about Ben and Locke going in, into the cabin. Jacob has been living in the cabin, they said. They they called him Jacob. Yeah. And they showed the little scene. In the one through five, they talk about the cabin. They talk about the ash. I don't think they say it's Jacob. And then they also say uh, Ben goes to or Locke goes to see Jacob who tells him to move the cabin. I can't remember if he says it's or if Locke is just told he has to move the island. I can't remember now. But they do show the cabin. They don't show him talking to anybody. And then they show. They show an outside shot of it, don't they? Yeah. That's when um, they're walking around and Hurley, they bump into Hurley and he turns around and says, oh, the cabin's that way. I think that's from that scene. Well, here's another thing. No mention of the people who can talk to the dead. No. Is Hurley not as special as we think? Is um, Who's the other guy who talks to the dead? Miles. Miles. We all thought it was cool that they had a similar kind of power. No Marvin Candle. No. Do they they mention um, Ben being shot by side and brought back alive by the temple? They uh, show show Saeed uh, shooting him and you see... You see Saved Ben recovering uh, with Widmore by his side. Right. But yeah, you're right, Ross. There's no Alex, so we didn't see any of that temple scene. No Rosinski, no Kelvin. And I thought they they concentrated a lot more on the pregnancy thing in the uh, in the first one, like the cat have to be children on the island and and that kind of uh, and that side of things. Uh, something which I was asking, when they were saying both of them, they said that the others were coming for the pregnant women. Yeah, I, as far as I could tell, there was only one pregnant woman. And that was Sun, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah. Claire had already had her baby, so right. I was just trying to remember who else was pregnant. But there was like a rumor that 
uh, Kate may have been. Never. Right. That was never going to happen. <laughs> Saeed, want, I mean, Sawyer wanted it too. Wanted to settle down. Well, I, yeah, you're right. I, it's interesting too that that's twice they talked about Juliet telling them the others were coming for the pregnant woman, not Juliet changes sides. Mm-hmm. Not Juliet switches or turns against the others. It's just very matter-of-factly that she gave away the information. Well, I, I don't know if we can <laughs> squeeze too much more out of it, but I, yeah. I thought it would be an interesting thing to go. And, and obviously there are some differences for various reasons. I'm sure they're there. But as we're looking for things going into this this coming up season, it's interesting to see what they chose to emphasize. And as with all things lost, uh, we're no further along than when we started. We, t- we <laughs> speak for an hour and you're just as confused as you were when you started. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big circle. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, we'll kind of close it out here. I did have uh, one little thing, and it's funny you mentioned it, Ross. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on that, you know, Elton and I are on different continents, <laughs> so we'll plan to record, and then we're not the most... Uh, speedy at editing so it's it's probably about a 10-day turnaround between um deciding to record and then getting the actual episode out to you and sometimes stuff happens in the interim so i had thrown together just a quick little wordpress blog um it's called scottwonders.wordpress.com and i actually did just a little try to do the little notes that we planned for the show because sometimes they they don't all get in or uh, we'll go a different direction or there'll be something that's not really worth bringing up completely in the show so I'll put stuff in there and uh, one of the things I put was what you said about the sea urchin kind of stimulating Claire's baby oh, all right, giving cool. it a little kick so I had a, just a, just like a paragraph or two that more like just thinking out loud like hey you know uh, I wonder if I'll get a chance to bring that up <laughs> in the episode and there it is so if you guys have a chance please do check it out um, one of the other things that that I was motivated to make that for was this thing recently in the United States. They had um, the air date for lost is February 2nd. And they were talking about the president of the United States wanted to make a state of the union address that day. And, or he might do it that day. And the lost community was all up in arms and how, how dare they conflict with our schedule. Again, in the time, at the time it took me to set up the blog it was an issue, it was resolved, and now it's old news. Um, so I'm not really bringing it up to, to necessarily talk about it on the show, but just that's, again, the kind of thing that, that I would have in that little Scott Wonders blog. And, and it's not intended in any way to replace stuff here. If there's anything good there, you'll hear it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking uh, sometimes things don't fit, so please do check that out if you get a chance. Did, uh, uh, make sure you... oh, did Mr. President back down then? Oh, yeah. Lost one good stuff that's isn't it great the american president gives in to big business he probably I, didn't realize it was on and when someone told me oh i've got to be in for that yeah <laughs> cancel everything he hasn't got his dvr set up yet uh, right. and well and i say that tongue-in-cheek too because i but that's kind of how it can be spun and i just think you got to be careful what what kind of things you let be out there for people to interpret but it's all in my blog <laughs> but go check that out. Make sure you check our other podcast, An Apotheosis of a Bombast, where Elton and I talk about all things lost and non-lost. And Ross has his Creeping with Armstrong podcast. Uh, which You just had an episode come out just around the holidays, right? 
Yeah, we just did. Um, we've done the, a Christmas one, which was the review review of the last year, and we just recorded one this weekend, which is what we're looking forward to coming up this year. Uh, obviously, including loss, so that will be out in a week or so. Okay, I like that pace. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can catch us all on Twitter. I'm SHC1970. Ross is Revolting Ross, and, and Elton am, is. I'm Elton McManus. Yep. And we do ask if you uh, can avoid tweeting spoilers. You try to tone that. I know it's tough. I don't want to ask anybody to not be themselves, but give us a chance. Some sort or at of least bit, at least put a spoiler t- uh, tag on there or or something so that. Especially that we were in the. I was just saying that um, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and and I was was finding it really hard not to spoil all my American friends for the last couple of Doctor Who's, and um, now they've got the chance to do it back to me. So, yeah, p- please be careful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just put a big spoiler written on there and then the link. That's all you have to do, and then we can glaze over it. Yeah. yeah. Spend 132 characters saying, Elton, be careful. Scott, watch <laughs> out. This is a spoiler, dot, dot, dot. And then you can use the last eight characters for whatever you want. I'm just hoping that um, we at least get the episodes the same week um, because we was, that was happening for us on the last season for a little while. But then after the, the break... Uh, we seemed to get out of sync a little bit and it was even harder not to get spoiled. And um, I did get a really big spoiler last year about the statue and it just really peed me off big time. So be careful, you Americans. <laughs> yeah, watch what you're saying. We're always watching and we're always on Twitter just checking it anyway. So yeah. we're, we're going to be seeing stuff. So just please, please be careful. Don't ruin it. At one last thing related to Twitter also. I, I go through my follower list every once in a while and your names pop up. Um, everybody has their own reason for their screen names and things are are sometimes tough to figure out. You don't know if it's a friend of a friend, a friend of the show, or whatever. If you follow us, definitely do send us an at so we know you're there, you know, where you're coming to us from, so we can follow you back and actually talk with you. Yeah, because that's part of the fun of all this stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so I guess that's about it. Uh, Ross, what's the uh, website, or how can they get to your podcast? Um, it's www.creepingwitharmstrong.co.uk or just simply search for Creeping with Armstrong on the iTunes store. Um, that's the easiest way to get it, get us from there. All right. Sounds great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been uh, great and I'm really looking forward to, uh, what are you guys going to be doing when, when season six starts? It, um... it depends on if we can get Elton to see the show relatively close to the American date so that we we have time to get out a decent episode, but they are having a break in the middle, aren't they? Though, is that the, still uh, planned? I think they're having a break for the Winter Olympics, aren't they? So you might have some chance to sort of uh, do some retrospective stuff in the in the break. Yeah, I, our goal is to be able to release an episode kind of the Saturday in between mm-hmm. or Sunday, if possible. Uh, we'll, we would just do one. You know, some do like a immediate reaction and then a a feedback kind of thing. We're we're going to kind of just do a little more. It would definitely be worth listening to, trust me. Uh, oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll try and get it out ready for the, uh, well, I'll try and watch it as soon as I can. We'll record yeah. as soon as we can, and hopefully, by any luck, we'll have it ready for once all the the English guys have seen it and it's all ready on their plate. Yeah, okay. we don't want to look silly making predictions that everyone else knows aren't true. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time. Well, no uh, pressure, we're... boys, but I'll be looking forward to it, so. All right, thanks. All right. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and I'll see you later. All right.
Bye. Bye. podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com.